Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com Featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith Not just a profile picture For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com And the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website Is ready to help single Catholics take the next step In sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics Remember, CatholicSingles.com For faith, fellowship, and love CMF Curo is the country's first Catholic healthcare ministry to provide an affordable health sharing solution rooted in Catholic teaching and community. Learn more at mycatholichealthcare.com. That's mycatholichealthcare.com. CMF Curo, healthcare fully alive. Well, howdy, everybody. This is John Michael. Are you making music for God with your life? We're going to come back and look at how we make music. All things are possible with God. Well, howdy, everybody. This is John Michael. We have been looking in this series on the Master Musician, the programs up to this point, on how God makes us into an instrument. And that's His grace. His grace. What He does in our life from, from the perspective of His work to us. And all we have to do is be passive and let Him do it. But now we're going to look at transitioning because Jesus is the Master Musician, but we are not only... We, we, we not only worship Jesus Christ, the Christus, the Anointed One, we are Christianus, which means we are Christian, which means we are in the company of Christ, we are like Christ, so we become musicians too. Wow, how cool is that? So we become makers of music. So he makes his music in our life, and we join in making that music. What this is, is learning how to cooperate with grace. Of course, we all know James, chapter 2, verse 17. So, also faith of itself, if it does not have works, is dead. So, we have to learn how to respond to and respond in God's grace. Paul says, he gives us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So even our response, if it's done rightly, it's not human effort just responding to God's grace. It's human effort responding in God's grace. So we're going to look at how do we actually make music. You know, here's a guitar. Well, I remember a story. There was a young man in Chet Adkins in a famous guitar store, probably Gruen's or someplace like that, in Nashville. And Chet, the great master of the guitar, was playing a very, very expensive instrument. And it sounded great. And the young kid was watching him and he looks up and he says, Yes, Mr. Adkins, 
Isn't it great how good music sounds when you have a great instrument? Chet looked at the young man. He handed him the guitar and he says, yeah, now you do it. (laughs) It's not only in the instrument. It's in the musician. It's in the musician. Um, I can tell you I've worked with many, many of the world's greatest musicians, with, with many of the greatest musicians of the world. They, if they're really, really successful, play great instruments. But they'll be the first to tell you that tone is in the fingers. Tone is in the fingers. Wow. And as a matter of fact, they would say, if you are a great musician, you could take a cheap instrument and still make it sound good. And if you're not a great musician, you can use the most expensive instrument in the world and it's still going to sound funky. So tone is in the fingers. It's all in your right hand and in your left hand. Tone gets into the fingers from the heart. You have to love music. I was talking to a young lady this morning whose son is going to go to Berkeley School of Music out in Boston. And I said, man, it's a great music school, but he's got to love music. He's got to have fire in the belly. I used to sit with my guitar, put my ear down on it like this when I was 10 years old, and just listen in a, in a really an up-close way. What are the tones doing? I had to love music. So music gets into the fingers from your love, your love. Same thing is true making God's music. You have to love God's music. Yeah, you have to have a fire in your belly. You have to have a, a flame in your heart. Because now you're willing to do the hard work of learning how to make music. My fingers are calloused. Any good musician's fingers are calloused. Now, an interesting thing, when I was learning to play, I can remember as a young kid, I started on steel stringed instruments, the banjo and the steel string guitar, then I switched to electric guitar, and when I finally grew up, I switched to classical, which is really hard. (laughs) But I remember you have to play to the point of your fingers bleeding, and then they slowly callous. And then the calluses crack and bleed. And then they callous over again. And you pull strings back and you pull the finger away from the fingernail and boy, it hurts like blazes. But you do it because you love music. So tone gets into the guitar through the fingers from the heart and also from the dedication of being willing to do the discipline. And the discipline hurts. The same thing is true in our spiritual life. The same thing is true in our spiritual life. We have to love Jesus. And we have, to be, we have to be so in love with Jesus that we are willing to embrace the discipline of following Jesus, of studying, of reading the Gospels, of reading the history of the church, of reading the great spiritual masters, of practicing and practicing and practicing and submitting to a live teacher, a spiritual father, a spiritual mother, a spiritual director, an elder, an eldress, a pastor, a religious superior. Wow. And you you work and you work and you work and it's okay because 
you've got that love. Well, hard work. Now, learning to play is, it's not fun. I had to practice scales over and over and over, and you have to have the right form to play a classical guitar rightly. Your thumb fits right back there like this. Now, I play a combination of classical and folk. In folk music, the thumb slides around, and you sometimes even finger with it, like that. But a classical player is very, very, the form is important. So you have to learn the forms of spirituality. So you have to, you have to really, really look. What about the early monks, the Augustinians, the Benedictines? the Camaldolese, the Franciscans, the Dominicans, all the different forms of spirituality. And you learn them, and you learn how to, they become second nature to you. So you have to have the right form. You have to have the right posture. I can remember my banjo teacher, my guitar teacher, telling, sit straight, sit right, you're curving. And there's a reason for it. I didn't like it. I said, just let me play. I'm good. They said, no, get your form right. I didn't want to get my form right, but when I discovered that I didn't have my form right, when you play in the studio for hours, your back begins to hurt. And then you'd begin to discover that you can't reach and hit certain notes because your hand position is wrong. The same thing is true in spiritual life. You might pick up little idiosyncrasies, little theological or doctrinal quirks. And guess what? They're going to do you a disservice later. So you submit, and you get your form, your posture right. And then lastly, folks, you got to have inspiration. I know, folks, <laughs> I know people who are form freaks. They're so obsessed about the form of godliness, they don't really understand the power of God. So they know form, but they don't know power. Dunamis, in Greek, the dynamite of the Spirit. See, if you're really inspired, you're going to make great music. But if you don't have the training, let's say you're a carpenter, all you're going to be able to muster is to build a really inspired shack. But if you have the technique together with the inspiration, you can build a great, a great building for God, a masterpiece, a work of art, maybe even a church. The same thing is true with music. See, if you get the form right and you get the inspiration right, now, now, you can make not only good secular music, your music becomes a spiritual experience because music reaches out with mystery and touches the human soul. It touches the heart in a way that speaking can't do. I do both. I know the gifts of both and the limitations of both. Music is able, in just a few notes, a few words, bang, to reach into the human heart. So you've got to have your form right and your inspiration right. Well, we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about the same process even in singing. So come back and join me. We're going to learn how to be instruments and singers for God. All things are possible with God.
music married as one. Words and music make a perfect harmony. Words and music creating a song. Music alone can make a beautiful melody, and words alone a perfect poem. But joined as one, as if married together, a poem and a melody make a song. Welcome back, everybody. This is John Michael Talbot, and we're looking at not only how to be an instrument of God, but how to become a master musician. In my song, The Master Musician, I have, just go through some of the lyrics here with me. The master musician lists his calloused hands to play upon the strings of the harp of God. A song crafted simply on an instrument of grace, making melody for love. Everything I just taught is right there. The master musician has studied hours upon end, note upon note, page upon page of the masters come and gone. And now their classic masterpieces become his constant friends, making melody for love. And then we too are like musicians, lifting calloused hands to pray. From cloistered hearts and cathedral minds, we must work with human effort, responding in God's grace making melody for love. Well, it's not only true of making music on a guitar, of being a a musician, an instrumentalist, it's also true of singing. Now, people kind of like my voice. As a matter of fact, people tend to like my voice better than my playing. I'm not a half-bad player, you know, but the playing supports the singing in my case, and that's true with a lot of folks. So I want to look... How do you learn to sing? Well, first thing you got to do is sing. You have to breathe in air, push it out, and sing. The same thing is true in spiritual life. See, sometimes we say, oh, I want to I I be a song for God. Do it, God. And we just wait. We wait. And we wait. And nothing happens. 
because you actually got to breathe in air, push it out with a diaphragm, make some noise. You have to take action in your spiritual life. You have to flex your spiritual muscles, as it were, to grow and to actually begin to do something. Now, when I learned to sing, I had to learn, I had to start singing. I was eight years old when I started singing. Then I started singing professionally and playing professionally when I was 10. And we copied other people. At first, it was folk music. We copied the Chad Mitchell Trio and Peter, Paul, and Mary and the New Christie Minstrels and the Weavers and, you know, and Joan Baez and Judy Collins and Bob Dylan and all the great folkies. And then the Beatles came. Man, everything changed. (laughs) We traded in our acoustic instruments for electric guitars. We went out to the Indiana State Fair, entered the Battle of the Band contest. Lucky, we got first place that year. But we began to copy other bands, the Beatles, the Birds, the Hollies, the Stones. So the same thing is true in our spiritual life. When you learn how to sing, you have to learn from others. And we imitate others. And I did that for a long time. At one point, and this is a little fact people sometimes don't think about, I sound, people come up and they say, oh, you sound like Glenn Yarborough. You sound like John Denver. Well, no, I don't. I sound like Gordon Lightfoot. I used to listen to Gordon Lightfoot over and over and over. How he sang, how he composed, how he wrote. The same thing is true in our spiritual life. Francis, Dominic, Benedict, Bernard of Clairvaux, St. Augustine, the Celts, St. Anthony of the Desert, St. Pacomius, St. Paul, you know, St. John Chrysostom. St. Basil of Caesarea. Man, oh man, oh man, I immersed myself in these sources. The Gospels, what did Jesus do? How did he do it? Paul, what did he do? How did he do it? And I began to imitate their way of doing things. And I had to do that, folks, for a long time. I had to do that for like 15, 20 years. And then suddenly something happens when you're making God's song. You discover your own voice. So you do the discipline of copying others, and then something happens. Suddenly you open your mouth to sing. You pick up your guitar to play, and it's your style. God is doing something creative and unique in you. That's what he did with me. And the same thing is true with spirituality. When you, when you pray and study and embrace discipline and you copy the greats of old, all of a sudden in your life, somewhere along the line, almost mystically, almost mysteriously, almost like you don't even see it, suddenly you find your own voice with which to praise God. Wow. Same thing is true with learning how to compose. Man, when I was composing, I remember I started writing songs. And my older brother, Terry, Terry had been um, a poet. He was in a master's class on poetry, and he, he was really, really good. And I could write music, but I couldn't write lyrics. So I said, Terry, what do I do? Again, my older brother, seeking somebody that's a little older, a little more experienced. He said, write. Again, like singing. He said, 
write. I said, well, what do I write? He said, find a book of Edgar Allan Poe's poetry and start putting them to music. Find some great poets, put them to music. So I did. And I began to write a song a day. And then after I did that for a while, he says, now you write. Come up with your own lyrics. What's in your heart? What's in your mind? And I began to write. And I began to compose. And my older brother, he said, write a song a day for one year. (laughs) Boy, oh boy. I, I didn't keep one of them. They were terrible. And my older brother would sit there and he'd say, now, why did you use this melody there? Why did you use this word there? Why did you turn the phrase that way at that point? And he'd rip them apart. And I broke my heart. I said, my children, my songs are my children. My compositions are my children. You know, he says, stop it. And he criticized me, but he did it because he loved me. And pretty soon I was able to write songs. And in writing songs, you have to take words and music and bring them together. Words and music. Words by themselves can be a beautiful poem. Music can be a great melody, maybe a great combination of tones and chord structures. But you have to have words and music to make a song. Jesus is the perfect song, isn't he? He is the Word made flesh. His life is music. And you and I, when we are like Christ, Christianus, we too begin to take the Word of God and the mysteries of God and bring them together into a song. Into a song. There's another thing about words. You also have to memorize words. It's not easy. I've written... Golly, close to a thousand songs, I suppose, in the last 20, 30 years. And people sometimes come up and they say, hey, do, the, do this one from that album. And I go, I can't. <laughs> I wrote it, I put it on a music stand, I sang it in the studio, and I haven't sung it since. In order to perform songs, you have to memorize lyrics. The same thing is true in our spiritual life. We have to commit the scriptures to memory. We have to commit the writings of the saints to memory. They become so second nature to us. They just roll off our tongues. And how do we do that? In 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 the church and in communities of the church, we pray the scriptures every day. The Egyptian fathers of the church and the Egyptian monks pray all 150 psalms every day. So word memorization is important. Then you bring them together and make music. So we have learning how to play the guitar, learning all the fire, the fire of love and the form. We have learning how to sing, learning imitating others and then finding our own voice and then bringing words and music together to make his song. Let's pray. Jesus, help us to truly embrace not only the the freedom, but the form. Not only the form, but the freedom.
Jesus, Jesus, please bring us this balance. May we become your musicians and we make your song through our life. We pray this in Jesus' name. If you do this, your life is going to change right now. I love you. All things are possible with God. In right angles and straight lines In perfect squares and rectangles But look into creation and you'll find The mathematics of the whole Ripples and swirls Non-geometrical See a perfect harmony Two clashing notes in dissonance May not at first sound appealing But played in right order and sequence Can create a pleasant Of things beyond the senses Invisible dreams The Spirit's mystery Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com Woodhill Community Center, have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at woodhillcommunitycenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit toyotaonnicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at lexusoflexington.com.